Chapter Seventeen of In New England Fields and Woods by Roland E. Robinson. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Nemo. The Angler. One. Angling is set down by the master of the craft, whom all revere but none now follow, as the contemplative man's recreation. But is the angler, while angling, a contemplative man? That beloved and worthy brother, whose worm-baited hook dangles in quiet waters, placid as his mind, till some wayfaring perch or bream or bullhead shall by chance come upon it. He, meanwhile, with rod set in the bank, taking his ease upon the fresh June sward, not touching his tackle, nor regarding it, but with the corner of an eye, he may contemplate and dream daydreams. He may watch the clouds drifting across the blue, the green branches waving between him and them, consider the lilies of the field, note the songs of the catbird in the willow thicket, watch the poise and plunge of the kingfisher, and so spend all day with nature and his own lazy thoughts. That is what he came for. Angling with him is only a pretense, an excuse to pay a visit to the great mother whom he so dearly loves and if he carries home not so much as a scale he is happy and content but how is it with him who comes stealing along with such light tread that it scarcely crushes the violets or shakes the dewdrops from the ferns and casts his flies with such precise skill upon the very hand's breadth of water that gives most promise to his experienced eye or drops his minnow with such care into the eddying pool where he feels a bass must lie waiting in it eye and ear and every organ of sense are intent upon the sport for which he came he sees only the images of the clouds no branch but that which impedes him or offers cover to his stealthy approach his ear is more alert for the splash of fishes than for bird songs with his senses go all his thoughts, and float not away in daydreams. Howsoever much he loves her, for the time while he hath rod in hand, Mother Nature is a fishwoman, and he prays that she may deal generously with him. Though he be a parson, his thoughts tend not to religion, though a savant not to science, though a statesman not to politics, though an artist to no art save the art of angling. So far removed from all these while he casts his fly, or guides his minnow, how much further is his soul from all but the matter in hand, when a fish has taken the one or the other, and all his skills taxed to the utmost to bring his victim to creel. Heresy and paganism may prevail, the light of science be quenched, the country go to the dogs, pictures go unpainted, and statues unmolded till he has saved this fish when the day is spent the day sport done and he wends his way homeward with a goodly score satisfied with himself and all the world besides he may ponder on many things apart from that which has this day taken him by green fields and pleasant waters now he may brood his thoughts and dream dreams but while he angles the complete angler is not a contemplative man. 2. 
the rivers roaring between their brimming banks the brooks babbling over their pebbled beds and cross-stream logs that will be bridges for the fox in midsummer the freed waters of lakes and ponds dashing in slow beat of waves or quicker pulse of ripples against their shores in voices monotonous but never tiresome now call all who delight in the craft to go a-fishing with a sap in the aged tree the blood quickens in the oldest angler's veins whether he be of the anointed who fish by the book or of the common sort who practice the methods of the forgotten inventors of the art the first are busy with rods and reels that are a pleasure to the eye and touch with fly-books whose leaves are as bright with colour as painted pictures the others rummaging corner cupboards for mislaid lines searching the sheds for favourite poles of ash ironwood tamarack or cedar or perhaps the woods for one just budding on its sapling stump each enjoys as much as the other the pleasant labour of preparation in the anticipation of sport though perhaps that of the scientific angler is more aesthetic enjoyment as his outfitting is the daintier and more artistic but to each comes the recollection of past happy days spent on lake river and brook memories touched with a sense of loss of days that can never come again of comrades gone forever from earthly companionship and who shall say that the plebeian angler does not enter upon the untangling of his cotton lines the trimming of his new-cut pole and the digging of his worms with as much zest as his brother of the finer cast on the testing and mending of lancewood or split bamboo rod the overhauling of silken lines and leaders and the assorting of flies three considering the younger generation of anglers one finds more enthusiasm among those who talk learnedly of all the niceties of the art they scorn all fish not acknowledged as game they plan more though they may accomplish less than the common sort to whom all a fishing tackle is a pole a line and a hook to them fishing is but fishing and fish are only fish and they will go for one or the other when the signs are right and the day propitious descending to the least and latest generation of anglers we see the conditions reversed the youth born to rod and reel and fly is not so enthusiastic in his devotion to the sport as the boy whose birthright is only the pole that craftsmen never fashioned the kinky lines of the country store and hooks known by no maker's name for it is not in the nature of a boy to hold to any nicety in sport of any sort and this one being herein unrestrained enters upon the art called gentle with all the wild freedom of a young savage or a half-grown mink for him it is almost as good as going fishing to unearth and gather in an old teapot the worms every one of which is to his sanguine vision the promise of a fish what completeness of happiness for him to be allowed to go fishing with his father or grandfather or the acknowledged great fisherman of the neighbourhood a good-for-nothing ne'er-do-well but wise in all ways of fish and their taking and very careful of and kind to little boys the high hole never crackled so merrily nor meadow lark sang sweeter 
nor grass sprang greener nor water shone brighter than to the boy when he goes a-fishing thus accompanied to him is welcome everything that comes from all the waters be it trout bass perch bullhead or sunfish and he hath pride even in the abominable but toothsome eel and the uneatable bowfin well remembering that we were once boys and are yet anglers though we seldom go a-fishing we wish in the days of the new springtide to all the craft whether they be of high or low degree bent and cramped with the winter of age or flushed with the spring of life pleasant and peaceful days of honest sport by all watersides and full creels and strings and withes four in the soft evenings of april when the air is full of the undefinable odor of the warming earth and of the incessant rejoicing of innumerable members of the many families of petrachians one may see silently moving lights prowling along the low shores of shallow waters now hidden by trunks of great trees that are knee-deep in the still water now emerging illuminating boles and branches and flashing their glimmering glades far across the ripples of wake and light breeze if one were near enough he could see the boat of the spears its bow and the intent figure of the spearman aglow in the light of the jack which flares a backward flame with its steady progress and drops a slow shower of sparks while the stern and the paddler sitting therein are dimly apparent in the verge of the gloom these may be honest men engaged in no illegal affair they exercise skill of a certain sort they are enthusiastic in the pursuit of their pastime which is as fair as jacking deer a practice upheld by many in high places yet these who by somewhat similar methods take fish for sport and food are not accounted honest fishermen but errant poachers if jacking deer is right how can jacking fish be wrong or if jacking fish be wrong how can jacking deer be right verily there are nice distinctions in the ethics of sport end of the angler